goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome to your Monday Rush Hour here on WABC. If you'd like to be part of today's program, all you have to do is dial 800-848-WABC-8. 4-8-9-2-2-2. That's an 800 number, of course. 800-848-9222. Uh, where to begin? We begin with crime in New York City. The Republicans, under the House Judiciary Committee, had a field hearing today in New York City, here in New York City. And Democrats dismiss this All is just a political stunt. Mayor Adams has called it a political stunt. If Curtis is here, by the way, is Curtis still wandering around? If Curtis is here, I'd like him because Curtis testified and had some things to say about it. He may or may not be here already, but uh, if he is, I'd just like to hear from him for a second. Uh, Anyway... The mayor of New York City called this a stunt. Now, I want you to just listen to one of a a brief recap of the testimony from one woman that was there, Madeline Brain. She appeared before the House Judiciary Committee's hearing today in New York and blasted Alvin Bragg's office's handling of the case, and also New York's judicial system. She said that Alvin Bragg has let all kind of criminal elements go free to do what they want, when they want, however they want, to whomever they want to do, with no consequences, with no deterrence. Millions, billions of our hard-earned tax dollars are going to fund organizations that are doing absolutely nothing to uh, to discourage the crime. And she pleaded that not another dollar in federal tax dollars should go into these sort of organizations. Her son was stabbed nine times, nine times. Her son, who was a veteran, a member of our military, who risked his life for others, Her son had been stabbed nine times. The attackers apparently on videotape, some of them. And yet prosecutors let this case dangle for four years. And they kept saying that one of the uh, defendants in it was, they were unable to prove that she was in a homicide. Curtis, you, 
Thank you for joining us for a moment, Curtis. You you were there. You testified at this hearing. You mean today? Yes. No, no, no. They they did not have any politicos who were Republicans. So even though I ran for mayor as a Republican, what they chose was only one politico, who was Robert Holden, who was the Democratic city councilman from Middle Village, Queens. So they wanted okay. it to appear as if it wasn't just... We're just going to talk to Republican politicians here. Well, I read an article that quoted you extensively, and this is so funny. I'm like, I didn't know Curtis was due to testify there, so no. This, oh, I, I was ready to. You wrong. know me at a moment's notice. <laughs> oh, are the cameras there? I'll be there. <laughs> but no, I think it was so good of Jordan to focus on these victims, all men and women of color who live in Manhattan, who had sad sad tales to tales to tell about how they were victimized a second time by Alvin Bragg and his assistant district attorneys based on the fact that he would release uh, the accused, he would downgrade their charges, and in the case of Jose Alba, as you know, for a week, he sat on Rikers Island with a second-degree murder charge over his head. Right. He's looking at 25 years. For defending himself as he was being robbed. Yeah, and it's not like only the DA was privy to uh, what the police were reporting. We all saw the video. The DA saw the video. He saw it differently than all the rest of us. And notice Jose Alba, he had no faith in the mayor of the city of New York, Eric Adams, to protect him. So he fled to the Dominican Republic. Imagine saying, I'm safer in the DR than I am in New York City. By the way, uh, another company I read, it was a high-profile company, says they've had it. They're getting out of New York, and uh, the crime is too much. Now, Alvin Bragg and both the the Democrat Party here, not just in New York, but politically across the country, and our own Mayor Adams are calling this political. Now, let's admit there is a political angle to this, but it is not political when you bring on real people to tell real things that have happened, like these mothers, the, the mother that testified about her son, who was an Army veteran, being stabbed nine times, and yet the guard, and she says right up front that she and her family have been treated like garbage, like garbage, by Alvin Bragg and his office. Now, some people might say, well, that's political. You're just trying to score points. But these are actually real situations her son was really stabbed to death. The family was looking for justice. These are real things. And I don't know uh, what it's going to take for Democrats in New York to take the crime issue seriously. Well, to realize that these people that they claim to represent are suffering because of these policies that they enact to satisfy Political ideologues. Right, but James, understand that they have a split in their ranks. On one side, you have moderate Democrats, and then you have the socialists who are becoming stronger and stronger by the day. They fear the socialists. They fear the socialists will primary them. So what they try to do is they try to keep the socialists at bay. They need to be, go on the attack. 
One of the things I've done is I've started to organize Ronald Reagan clubs in the tri-state area, New York and New Jersey, in which I bring moderate Democrats, independents, and Republicans together. And I tell the moderate Democrats, I don't want you to convert. I don't want you to become a Republican. You're not a Republican. I want you to go back and fight for your party, and we'll help you turn it back into the party of your parents and grandparents to fight for your party. There's too much of this. We're going to convert you from one party to the next. No, let's help the moderate Democrats get their car, their party back from the socialists, from Bernie the Altacacus Sanders, from AOC and all of their acolytes and minions. And you're doing some wonderful thing in Queens to that regard, which which uh, which we will talk about. At another point, I want to ask you, while I have you here, about this case that happened in Kansas City, Missouri. You know, this black kid, Ralph Yarl, 16 years old. By all accounts, this kid is not a thug. He's not a gangbanger. No, he's a scholar. He's a musician. And uh, apparently, quite he was quite a genius, a young genius musician. He goes to the wrong address, and it's uh, it's one of these things where you mix up the the name, the address. One is a drive, one is a terrace, something, what other. So he went to the wrong house, knocked on the door. We now know that the person that shot him was an 80-year-old man, a white guy, shoots him in the head and shoots him in the arm. Now, thankfully... He's still alive. He has been released from the hospital. There was a dramatic video that shows residents in the neighborhood marching on this homeowner's house. And you had a very mixed crowd marching. It's not just black people. It's not the BLM and just just that one group. This was an outpouring of emotion from a diverse set of people. And they're demanding justice. The police, the prosecutors, held the man and then released him. And they're saying they don't have enough information right now to charge him. To many people in the community, this does not look like justice is being done. In fact, the two civil rights attorneys that represented Trayvon Martin that have made quite a name for themselves have now been asked to represent the family. What do you make of this case? And what do you make of the the extreme emotions that are pouring out? Not just over in, in St. Louis. There are reactions happening, of course, with this case on social media all over the country. But well, we had a case... A little different here in New York over the recent four days in which there have been four cop shootings, meaning cops had shootouts with four suspects. Uh, suspects. One of them, they were going to an apartment of an 80-year-old man who answered the door and thought that they were, they were like home invaders because they were at the wrong apartment. Uh, and the person, the guy inside, overreacted. And then the cops had to shoot him. And so this is the problem. You got a lot of guns in the hands of a lot of elderly people who are frightened and scared. And, you know, they got a hair trigger. It's like you got a lot of elderly who are driving cars who shouldn't be driving any longer. Everything is out of whack. Everybody overreacts. Everybody is frightened. 
And it's good that the community is coming together. So maybe people will think twice before they pull that gun out and they're ready to shoot. And we've seen this time and time again all over the country, time we and time again. An, there was also another disturbing case that happened, a wrong address case, where police, I think this was in New Mexico, where police were called to a domestic violence situation. They had the wrong address. And the homeowner came, he people at the gun, he pulled a gun, and they killed him. His wife uh, and the daughters are screaming, oh, they shot my father, my father's dead. She's calling 911. The mother picks up a gun and shoots. Thankfully, they shot back at her, but they didn't hit her. And she's alive. And it turns out, and by the way, in this one, when they realized it was a a long address, according to some news reports, and I remain skeptical, some of the cops laughed, uh, reportedly. And um, it ends up in an innocent man who had nothing to do with the crime, no crime at all, being killed. And again, there's outrage over this, and this is something. I mean, uh, okay, it's one thing if a if kid goes to a wrong address, looking to try to pick up his his family members, but you would think that it, something would be in place by way of check if you're going in armed to a situation to double check to make sure you're at the right place. I think, I, I think James, because I've had a lot of experiences with this, I've gone to people's doors where they were clicking the gun. Uh, and I had to say, hey, it's me, Curtis, see, Red Beret. Uh, I just think there are too many people with guns who shouldn't have guns, who are so terrified that they'll shoot at a shadow. Really, they're just so terrified because of crime. In this case, the young man was going out 1030 at night to pick up his family members. He happened to go to the wrong door. This guy did not deserve to be shot. I have no idea what was going on in the mind of the 80-year-old. I just know that a lot of seniors are just terrified once the sun goes down. Black, white, Hispanic, Asian, they're terrified. And sometimes they have a gun. They don't know how to use the gun. And they've never been trained with it. They're, they're terrified themselves. And they pull that trigger. And you know when you pull that trigger, there's no taking it back. <sighs> No excuse. No excuse. But again, way too many guns out there. Way too many guns out there in the hands well, of people gonna, Curtis, who can't handle What do you handle, do about that? Can't do what anything. What do you do about that? Because those guns, they're, they're not biodegradable. They can last 100 years. There are, there's probably one gun for every one citizen in America now. So we are in a gun society with some people who don't know how to handle guns, use guns safely, store guns. Uh, it's, it, it's a constant problem. And it, well, this weekend alone, there was another mass shooting in Alabama. There was another mass shooting, I believe, in Mississippi. And Representative Nancy Mace out of North Carolina says, look, you Republicans, you people are going to lose. You're going to start losing elections unless you address this gun violence. And she also said that we Republicans need to address abortion. She's a rhino. Well, what in, I, w- I would ways. say, James, real quick, on the uh, Sweet 16 party, if that were being held in a club, everybody coming in is getting searched. You know that, and wanted. That's what a club has to do, because they know there can be problems. But when you're having house parties, or parties in a catering hall, uh, that are not run by, like, a club with security, sometimes that's what you're going to happen. You've got to do stop and frisk. You got all those young people in there. All it takes is one person to come in with a gun, have a few too many drinks, get into a beef and a fight, and with these automatic and semi-automatic weapons, you can kill and maim a lot of people. 
All right, let me ask you one final question before we head to, to break, Curtis. And I realize this is a sensitive question. Do you think that there are enough Republicans, especially moderate, moderate Republicans, looking at the same thing? We all see the same thing. We see these school shootings that happen one after another after another. We see these mass shootings that are now happening one after another after another. We see incidents like happened in uh, St. Louis uh, with this kid being shot for being at a wrong address. We Do you think that we are approaching the level of fed up over this gun violence? And I do realize that gun violence is not the only violence. I also realize the guns don't have a conscious it is the people that are using the guns that are the issue. But do you think that we are finally approaching a place in this country where Republicans will, despite the lobbying efforts of organizations that are pro-gun, are going to say something has to be done and actually put something forward? I don't even know what it would look like to say we've got to do something about this. It'll have to come from the women, the Republican women, because the guys are so laced with testosterone. The gun is like a phallic symbol. Take my family, take my house, take my dog, take my car, take my wife. Don't take my gun. Women don't think like that. It's going to require the woman to stand up like they did. That's how we got prohibition. Men were going off to the gin mills, getting all drunk, spending their paychecks, not taking care of their families. And the women went into the bars and busted them up. We ended up with prohibition. It didn't work, but it's really going to take the women to stand up and say enough is enough. Thank you, Curtis. You're welcome, James. Anytime. Curtis Leewood, WABC, Talk Radio 77. Uh, what do you think? 800-848-WABC. You know, I think it's a longer-term solution that we need, and it has to deal with morality, and I keep saying that over and over again. I'm going to say it again. When you have a morally corrupt society, morally corrupt things happen. WABC Talk Radio 77, coming back. 800-848-WABC. We'll be back right after this. The Rush Hour is on the air. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Russian brings us back on Boston Early's Rush Hour. 77 WABC. This one, her first. Forget me nots. Well, actually, this was not her first. This was on her second album. My friends, get ready. Get ready. Get ready for a night of sheer delight, of entertainment that you will remember. One of my very favorite recording artists is coming to town. The international superstar, John Cicada, coming to the Bergen Performing Arts Center. That's Friday, April 21st, this Friday. And guess what? I have a pair of tickets. Right now, if you are the seventh caller, 800-848-WABC, 
Seventh caller to say, I want to go see John Cicada. You will win a pair of tickets to see John Cicada this Friday at Bergen Pack. That's 800-848-9222. If you are the seventh caller, you will win a pair of tickets to go see John Cicada and all Bergen Pack shows. Visit bergenpack.org. Good luck with that. The John Cicada ticket, seventh caller. Now, we have John Cicada coming on the show tomorrow. He'll be here for Tuesday, and Tuesday is also Mark Stein Day. So tomorrow's going to be an exciting day here. Tomorrow we have John Cicada. Tomorrow we have Mark Stein. And we're giving away tickets today, right now, to go see John Cicada at Bergen Pack. Bergenpack.org. Check out all the Bergen Pack shows. Bergenpack.org. That's B-E-R. Bergpack. B-E-R. G-E-N-Pack.org. Huh. And you guys let me know when we have a winner. So I can tell people to stop calling. I already got a response. I have one young woman that called me and said, you are not taking my guns. Curtis can say, Women have to be in the forefront of this all they want. But you will not take my guns. Go take somebody else. And look, I'm just asking. I'm not, and, and don't start talking to you. What are you, turning liberal? I didn't say what I thought about this, except that we need a different moral base. People could have all the guns in they, that they want to. If they have a morality that says you should not kill, and that is, really ingrained in them, that they're not supposed to use a murder, a weapon to murder someone, or they're supposed to use a weapon only to defend their own life in those circumstances, or the life of loved ones, then you wouldn't see this kind of stuff. It's not the, it's the, the lack of morality. It's not the too many guns, in my, it's the lack of morality. And Curtis said something also very interesting. It's the fear. Now, as much as I don't like to admit this, I do have to say, you know what? Put yourself in the position of an 80-year-old guy. With everything that's been going on in the news today, you have somebody thumping at your door, a voice you don't want, you open it up, and what? This little black kid standing there, and if you are of a certain mindset, what do you think is getting ready to happen to you? Now, it's a shame. And that, and it shouldn't be, but let's talk about what really is and not what shouldn't be. Let's talk, you know, you heard the expression before, I'm sure perception is reality. And we have a winner on the John Cicada ticket. So, those of you that were calling, you can stop calling now. We have our seventh call that came through that will win a pair of tickets today to go see John Cicada tomorrow. I mean, Friday. I'm sorry. Tomorrow he's going to be here. What do you do? And I'm asking this not knowing the answers myself. What do you do? We do have over 300 million guns in this country. How much longer can this Society can all of us sit and look and just say, oh, another mass shooting, oh, another mass shooting, oh, another mass shooting, oh, another mass shooting. 
Oh, more kids in school got killed. Oh, more kids in school got killed. Oh, another house party. Five, six people get killed. Oh, another 10 people get killed. When? When is there going to be something to say, this is what we do about this? And what is the thing that has to be done about it? 800-848-WABC is that number to call. We are going to get to calls fairly early. I want to run over a few other news stories before we take some calls. But I'll, make it, I'll make that quick because I want to hear what you have to say. And I also would like to hear what you say, whether this was just a publicity stunt. Crime in New York. Is it real or Democrats would have you believe this is just in your imagination. Not a big deal. Or is this real? Does it have to be addressed? The crime in New York. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, with you here. Bo Snurley's Rush Hour on this beautiful Monday. Coming right back after this. We can beat them just for one day. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. WABC Talk Radio 77. Prince. From the Purple Rain album. I was listening to that album this weekend. Incredible work. Prince on WABC. So, the saga down at uh, Disney isn't over. The corporate kingdom, as Ron DeSantis calls it, Governor Ron DeSantis, Disney World. And long story short, Florida attempted to take away Disney's right self-governance governance over this Reedy Creek development deal. Before they did it, Disney pulled a fast one. They had the outgoing board vote to give Disney all of the powers, and they, ha, 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 DeSantis thought he beat us, ha, 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 we won, we still are in control, except for everything by the roads. Now, for, now, you people in Florida fork over the money to pay the roads. Ha, 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 we still have the power. Well, not over yet. DeSantis and the Republicans in the state are putting together a new plan to go back and declare that deal, deal null and void. Apparently, what they're saying is that all of the I's and the T's were not crossed. There was no public hearing as required by law and a few other things that Disney forgot to do in their haste to give power to themselves. This, of course, is going to end up in court. 
But it looks like Florida is about ready to slap back at the at the House of Mouse. And so this is going to be an ongoing saga. Another ongoing saga, the beer. Whoopi Goldberg went off on The View. Which It's just beer we're talking about. And Budweiser came back with a bunch of what appeared to be, they tried to go back to their roots with traditional ads and some patriotic ad that, inf- that, that referenced 9-11. And people are livid at Bud. They're livid. It's like, come on, we're not going to forget what you did. Meanwhile, the left is, what did they do? Big deal. You people, this is just a beer. So that saga still goes on. In other headlines, Germany and Britain intercepted a Russian plane near NATO borders. Another incursion. What am I going to say about it? Nothing. Russia is getting more aggressive by the day, as is China. They understand that the United States is in a position of weakness, and they're just just poking and keep poking and keep poking. Scott, did you see the news story about what happened in Chicago over the weekend? Uh, The looting extravaganza? Yeah, the looting extravaganza. You had, it looked like how many teenagers, supposedly teenagers, young people, out in the streets raising hell. And so the new incoming mayor of Chicago, did you hear what he said about it all? He, let's see, I'm actually looking at the story right now, no. The new incoming mayor of Chicago says, yeah, first of all, you have these gangs, these marauding bands of teenagers. I mean, going out, vandalizing, doing what they do, looting, doing all of it. Oh, it is not constructive to demonize youth who have otherwise been starved of opportunities in their own communities. Oh, that'll that'll discourage them. That's what the new mayor says. <laughs> you have these thugs. That, that sounds a lot like uh, Little Miss. Skitter. It sounds like Lightfoot. Yeah, get her get her hair did in the middle of COVID when she shut down everything. Sounds like the same kind of. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's not helpful to call them thugs. They're just out here marauding and mugging and and vandalizing. That sounds like the mayor of of Baltimore. We need to give them room to destroy. What is wrong with these Democrats? (laughs) It's not funny. But it's almost, how can you have that reaction when you see, I don't know, it looked like a hundred or more of these kids engaging in a mask riot. And your reaction is don't demonize the little hood rats? That's your reaction? Let my hood rats free? In LA, the new mayor out there, Karen Bass, wants to rebuild the police force. That's a far cry from defund the police. That's a far cry from blue lives don't matter. They've lost over a thousand police. You have homeless and I saw pictures over the weekend of homeless encampments. These pop up tents in Beverly Hills. In Beverly Hills, 
homeless encampments. And now she's saying in Beverly Hills, not in South Central L.A., in Beverly Hills, stepping over the homeless. There was one picture of some woman who was naked on a sofa out in the street in front of a business, and the business owner saying, this woman, my customers don't even want to come in here. This is the kind of out of controlness that is going on in blue city after blue, blue city. And yet you have, when, when you have a hundred hood rats roaming the streets, vandalizing, you have the new mayor like, oh, please don't demonize these little hood rats. They have nowhere else to go. He didn't call them hood rats. It's not constructive to uh, criticize the children that are out vandalizing and terrorizing. Neil in Brooklyn, New York. Neil in Brooklyn, New York. Let's start on the phones with you. How are you, Neil? Just wonderful, Bo. Um, first, Bo, let me say that the other day when you played the toys, that was a great reverie. And I went on YouTube and listened to it about 10 times. What an excellent oh, yeah. song to take you back. Now, I just want to say about this issue with the guns. You know, Big Pharma, the same death squad that gave us mRNA blood clots have been poisoning the mental health of the youth in this country for profit for decades upon decades. Your boy won't sit still. ADHD, we got a drug for that. Oh, your kid can't concentrate in school. We got drugs for that. Shove some Adderall up your nose. Oh, your boy has feelings. He must be a she. Let's start the IV estrogen drips, right? That won't mess up your mind. In the early days of all these mass shootings, if you go back, and I certainly remember the, the 90s and the, the, the aughts, we used to hear about what drugs these kids were on when they pulled these triggers. Now we are told nothing. The media in this country, they are like they are like loaded dice fueled by big pharma. Never will you hear a discouraging word about psychopharmacological intervention. Never. Everybody knows these young people, and they are largely a, a, a youth cohort, who, when you drown their brains in pharmacology, become homicidal maniacs. Just look at the tables of how many kids are on some kind of drug. The depressed kids are loaded up. The trannies are loaded up. Some commit suicide. Some lash out. It won't matter how many guns you take away. We will keep producing psychotic, antisocial behavior as long as a river of chemicals runs through these young minds. Neil, I am not going to add a comment because, my friend, you stated your case with precision and perfection. Can, can I add something to that, though? Yes, go ahead, Scott. Uh, every, almost every single commercial during the evening news is for a pharmaceutical. How are you ever going to be able to take an editorial position against everything that's sponsoring your newscast. I have something too. Uh, it is in um, college. I, I had a professor. He was old um, boomer that uh, we all loved. And uh, he went to Woodstock. I'm pretty sure he would look at us and he would point at us and he would say, 
stay the hell away from prescription drugs. Crap's bad for you. And then he'd whisper under his <laughs> whisper under his breath. We'd never killed nobody. <laughs> Folks, does uh, Neil here have a point? I'm just asking. I'm axing the question. Does Neil have a point? Does Scott have a point? Does Diego have a point? James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly, WABC, will come in back. More of your calls right after this. The Rush Hour is on the air. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Sounds like he's drinking a Bud Light in that, that introduction there. Who's that man over there? Looks like the Dalai Lama. Um. Uh, let us. You know, have you ever noticed, folks? And I'm I'm really being serious about this. And I'm not um I'm not I'm not trying to score a cheap political point with this. But have you ever noticed that everything that conservatives predicted would happen with certain things in society? And at the time when they were talking about these debates, conservatives said, well, I'm going to give you an example. And this may be very difficult to listen to when I understand, if it is. When the idea came up that this actually happened in America, there was a debate whether openly gay people should be teaching school with younger schools. And, they, and, and the crit, critics on the left, oh, you horrible racist bigot people. Oh, you horrible homophobes. What's wrong with you? Of course they're not going to bring an agenda into the classroom. Of course. You people are just wicked, horrible human beings. Okay. What's in the classroom right now? And I say that, and I'm not excusing, by the way, the pedophiles who are straight, and there are plenty of them, as we've been finding the last few days, that are bringing their own ideology of sexualizing kids into the school. So don't think I'm just picking on one side here. There's a whole thing about sexuality in the schools. I remember that one, too about how sexuality should be not really taught as deeply as it was in the lower grades period because we didn't want to sexualize kids too early. And what happened? Oh, you horrible, bigoted people. Oh, you rotten people. You don't want children to be informed. And now, half of childhood education, we're talking about sexualizing kids. Remember those conservatives that stood up and said, we don't think it's a good idea for you to be giving these drugs to so many boys, girls in school. Oh, you horrible, wicked, evil people. Why, you're anti-science, and you, you don't want children to be healthy. What's happening now in school? 
You could go on and on. And look at the things that conservatives resisted happening in society that have happened. And now look at what is happening today as a result. (sighs) Jim in Yonkers, New York. How are you, Jim? Hello, Jim. Jim, we're having a problem hearing you on your line. Sadly, we'll have to ask you to call us back. Stoke in Brooklyn, how are you? Welcome you on WABC. Hey, Bo, how you doing? Good. What's up, Stoke? Well, I just wanted to comment on the gun violence going on in this country and all these blue states. All these soft-ass governors need to bring corporal punishment back into effect. You take a life, you forfeit your life. And I bet a lot of this gun violence has ceased then. These guys are killing people, going to jail for 8 to 10 years and coming home. You know, they're getting youthful offender status and coming home after 12 or 15 years. So they have no fear. They have no fear. But if they knew, if you took a life, your life was going to be forfeited, not sitting 20 years on death row, five years, three appeals, five years, you're gone. I guarantee you a lot of this shooting would stop. Stoke, thank you so much for the call. I appreciate it. Let me just say one thing. Um, it is not just as much as I wish, I, no, I don't wish it were, but as mu- much as I wish it wasn't the case is a better way to say it. A lot of shootings ha- also happen in red states, and there are a lot of blue cities in red states, but there are a lot of shootings that happen in red states too. And there are also shootings that happen in rural areas of this country that are inexplicable. But that does not diminish from the point that you made, Okay. Tom in New York, you're up next. Yeah, hi, love your show. I just want to make a comment about uh, recently you just said uh, Republicans have to get on board about uh, uh, gun guns. Uh, Nancy May said is, that. We, yes, the problem Nancy is Mace. we have mm-hmm. to go, go ahead. we have to go after criminals who have guns, not law-abiding citizens. I'm a 74 year old uh, Vietnam veteran, and uh, I own a gun. And, uh, you know, I, I go to the, uh, practice with it and, and secure it the right way. And uh, just I just want to say, criminals, they have to go after criminals. Rudy Giuliani, best mayor we ever had. We got to go back to that. Not like this Alvin Bragg and, and Governor Hochul. They don't do nothing about crime. Thank you. I appreciate the call so much, Tom. You be safe out there, my friend Bob in New Jersey. You're up next. Yeah, thanks, Paul. Uh, I'm in agreement with the last two callers. First of all, I want to ask you how many accidental or accidental shootings happen from legal gun owners? Total them up for the last year and put that against a half a year of illegal gun users killing people. You don't hear legal gun owners. It'll happen periodically, right? It'll happen periodically. But we're not going to cause laws now because illegal gun owners accidentally kill somebody? I don't. That, that doesn't sit right with me at all. Bob, thank you. Let me just ask you a question, though. You, just like all the rest of Americans and people around the world, we see these mass shootings. It used to be like once in a while. Now it's almost like it's every day or every other day there's something. What do you think has to be done to curb this? 
Oh, he's gone. Okay. Jeff in Long Island, you're up next. How are you, Jeff? I'm pretty good, Dominic. So uh, your prior callers are talk- now I'm talking I'm James. About- I'm the other black guy. I'm not that ah. black guy. I'm the other one. I'm James. Bro. Sorry, Bob. Sorry. Hey, man. So you're talking about uh, guns now. Um, I wasn't thinking about talking about it, but since you are, I'm going to parrot off a few of the prior callers. The issue is the federal government doesn't want law-abiding citizens to have guns. They don't want us to be able to protect ourselves from a tyrannical government. Uh, that's why you see the, a plethora of these shootings on TV. I don't know if you noticed, but a lot of the um, uh, parents interviewed show no real emotion. Uh, we'll go back to Sandy Hook when you have Robbie Parker walking out of the firehouse and Sandy Hook laughing. Okay, you know what? You know what? Thank you. Your credibility just got shot. Thank you for the call, though. Bye-bye. Um, you have parents not showing emotion when their kids get killed. Give me a break, please, with that nonsense. This is not Alex Jones' show. And I'm not doing that conspiracy kook wackiness that these shootings are all somehow staged by government. Thank you, Dominic. You're welcome. I don't do kook burger stuff here. Well done or rare. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly. <laughs> man, I guess you're Dominic oh, now. Yeah, well, you know. Oh. I mean, you call Dominic Bow tonight. You see how he did <laughs> James Golden... On WABC, thank you, my friends. It is Monday. Remember tomorrow, Mark Stein. Remember tomorrow, John Cicada. Here on Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you and your families. I held my first grandbaby in my arms yesterday. I'll never forget it. Thank you for being here today. Gratitude, love. Always. God willing, see you tomorrow at 4. Remember, John Cicada, Mark Stein, tomorrow on Boston Irving's Rush Hour. See you then. Bye.